Hey, Sound Opinions listeners, if you support us on Patreon, you get to listen to our podcast ad-free on Patreon. One, two, tres, cuatro. listening to Sound Opinions, and this week, in honor of the holiday, we're sharing some of our favorite songs about giving thanks. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We'll also hear some selections from our production staff. Let's get to it. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. Every time a big holiday rolls around, it gives us good reason, Mr. Cott, to look through our music collections and find the appropriate songs that connect to that day, which also happen to be pretty great songs. So you know what we are thinking about this week, Thanksgiving. You know, now there are not nearly as many songs specifically about Thanksgiving as there are about Christmas. But the broader topic, I think there's quite a few. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the broader topic being giving thanks in general. And, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, I think we're trying to, we, we've thought about this long and hard. Like, let's be appreciative. Yes. Because it's really hard to find reasons sometimes to be appreciative. And that, yes. that was kind of the theme behind this, this week's it show. It was. Now, we did this show once before before, Greg, uh, episode 626 in 2017. Yeah. And um, boy, the uh, picks that both of us made really stand out, I think, as some of the greatest thank you songs ever. I did Thank You by Led Zeppelin. I mm-hmm. did Abba's Thank You for the Music. So I had to dig deeper this time. Some of my picks may be a little controversial, maybe with you, maybe mm-hmm. with our listeners. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think uh, I can make a case for each and every one of them. I don't know how I missed Big Star's Thank You Friends the first time, because um, it is one of those great things. Thank you songs. It's on Big Star Third or Sister Lovers, the album that uh, uh, they made when Alex Chilton and uh, Jody Stevens on drums, when the band was falling apart, mm-hmm. they never thought they'd have any career again in the music industry. Nobody cared about Big Star. They had come and gone. Uh, the revival and the worship of those mm-hmm. power pop greats would not come for many years later. But the 
you know, this is a Dark Night of the Soul record. It is not uh, what the first two albums were, Big Star or Radio City. Um, and some people think, knowing how cynical, sarcastic, mm. sneering, bitter, I could go on, Alex Chilton could be, that Thank You Friends is about him railing at the people who, uh, you know, claimed some credit for his success while, you know, never having done anything to help him. Mm -hmm. And here he is at this low point uh, in his life. See, I don't hear it that way. I've listened to this many times, and I had known the mythology of Big Star Third, Sister Lovers, and uh, when it was made. But, you know, that album also has Jesus Christ Was Born Today on it, uh, which I think is one of the most beautiful timeless uh, Christmas songs ever, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do Christmas songs in a couple of weeks with Andy Serzan. You know we like to go left field with uh, Sound Opinions Christmas, but uh, on my short list, very short list of great uh, rock songs about Christmas, that's one of them. So I think, you know, you could never tell whether Chilton was being sincere or sarcastic. I choose to hear uh, Thank You Friends as as sincere. You know, all those ladies and gentlemen Thank you, friends. And I remember, uh, you know, he he died in the middle of South by Southwest, uh, and uh, there was a tribute uh, show put together kind of ad hoc, and uh, it ended with thank you, friends, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Yeah, it was a beautiful show. That was a great, great show. And this is a great song, Big Stars, Thank You, Friends. My first song about giving thanks in our second round of doing these, Greg. Uh, what uh, what have you got for us? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sister Sledge, We Are Family. Um, this is a song that has deep meaning for not only me, but uh, the rest of my family. We uh, This was a, a regular, in regular rotation on the boombox that stood by the sink in the kitchen. <laughs> At Shaycott? Whenever we were washing dishes, we would crank up the boom box and uh, Sister Sledge, We Are Family, instant dance party in the kitchen. <laughs> Greg, Deb, Katie, Marissa, we're all yeah. grooving, you know, to the song. And it was, you know, it was just a fun family kind of affair. And this song was written about family. This is, we're talking about Sisters Sledge. We are talking about the four sisters, Debbie, Joni, Kim, and Kathy Sledge. Uh, out of Philly, got signed to Atlantic in 71, same year as John Prine. Mm. Um, but they ended up, uh, you know, doing okay. But Atlantic loved them. They said they're like family to us. They, mm. they hired these two upstart producer-songwriters to write songs for Sister Sledge. They happened to be named Nile Rodgers and Bernard Edwards. <laughs> they were starting to get some success with Chic, their mm-hmm. group, and now they were, this is going to be their first outside production job. Niall told me once that the Atlantic executive was so effusive about talking about, you know, the girls being f- like family to us. Mm. And the next thing he goes, hey, that could be a song. We are, we are family. Lo and behold, we got We Are Family, a celebratory song about being together with your family. Um, you know, 
some of us may not be looking forward to get being together with our family Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's but, always that one uncle. <laughs> but, but these four these four women really did love each other, and you can hear it in this song. And that uh, you know, I can say the vibe definitely translated to uh, our household as well. We are family from Sister Sledge. is We Are Family, Sister Sledge on Sound Opinions, a song of thanks. Jim, what do you got next for us? I'm going to Earth, Wind, and Fire, Mr. Kai. Um, and it's never a bad reason to go to Earth, Wind, and Fire, no matter what they're singing about. Those costumes, those horns, Maurice White, you know, uh, trying to be cool and dance cool uh, and, and not really pulling it off. This former chess record session drummer mm-hmm. who really, you know, boy, boy, did he put together a great band. Um, Gratitude was the title of an album they put out in 1975. I think of all the... Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire songs. This is maybe in the middle third or bottom third, which is only a testament to how great Earth, Wind, and Fire is that I'm not putting it in the top third, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, this sentiment is timeless. Want to thank you. Freedom in stride, love, peace of mind. I just want to give gratitude. Uh, I think that's a very nice sentiment on this holiday. No? Oh, yeah. I, Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. Uh, celebration for the African-American community in the 70s. That was a rare and beautiful thing. because I think they, they uh, uplifted many people. Boy, it's impossible to listen to this and not feel great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gratitude by Earth, Wind, and Fire. We just want to give gratitude, yeah. We got plenty of love, we want to give you, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Maurice White and company showing some gratitude. That's right. You can only throw your hands up and celebrate when you hear a song like that. This next song, there there are different levels of giving thanks. Uh, some can be a little uh, darker than others, and I'm going to go to one of the little darker sentiments, expressions of gratitude. Tyler, the creator, with a song called Gone, Gone, Thank You from his Igor album from 2019. This was a basically an album-length look at, a, at a, uh, a love triangle. Tyler's seeing a man who is also seeing a woman, and the, the couple is being pulled away from Tyler. So he's feeling left out. And mm. by the 10th song on the record, he is the, it's over. The relationship is over. And it's a, it's, it's a somewhat bitter, bittersweet song. Uh, with the bitterness dominating the first half of the song, and then at about the four-and-a-half-minute mark, it transitions. But by the way, I, as much as I am upset about what has happened here, I want to thank you for the love that you did give me while we were together. I want to thank you for bringing me joy. And he tries to remember the good parts of the relationship, which is a really difficult thing to do after you've just been burned. Uh, but Tyler sort of summons up this sentiment that, you know, 
it wasn't completely wasted. I can't view it as a complete waste of my time because while we were together, I really did enjoy it. Um, so I think it's a, it's kind of a powerful sentiment, a powerful way of expressing gratitude at a very difficult time. Well, it takes it takes a big person to be able to say thank you to someone who hurt you. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's exactly what he's doing here. Tyler, the creator with Gone Gone, thank you on Sound Opinions. Tyler, the creator, with Gone Gone, thank you on Sound Opinions. A reminder uh, to listeners, Greg, that Tyler, the creator, is a completely different artist these days, as we said when we reviewed his last album, uh, than he was in the odd future beginning. So if you like that song, uh, make sure to start with Igor or later. (laughs) Don't dig earlier. I'm thankful that Tyler, the creator, has matured beyond his his start. I'm going to an artist now who uh, we don't uh, we haven't played often on Sound Opinions, Bonnie Raitt. I'm going to go to the very start of her career. Her debut album, uh, released in 1971, I didn't know this because I was turned off by the accolades circa her many Grammy wins, and I just like, ah, okay, all right. But, but you know, Bonnie Raitt uh, was much stronger in the beginning when nobody cared, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. In 1971, she records her debut album at a uh, abandoned summer camp, Enchanted Island, about 30 miles west of uh, Minneapolis on Lake Minnetonka, because she was a huge admirer of those legendary uh, Twin Cities uh, bluesmen, uh, John Kerner and Dave Ray, Mm -hmm. who I used to go see like on Tuesday nights at this fake British pub in Mm -hmm. Minneapolis. Um, They were wonderful. Uh, Kerner, Ray, and Glover had a standing gig and uh, recorded live to four track. You know, you can hear the empty summer camp. You can hear that Minnesota wind, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) And um, Thank You is one of the standout tracks and it's uh as beautiful a love song uh as uh, as you can hear really sitting here thinking baby about you wondering how i ever got through my life without you um i think uh people who have experienced true love you know saying thank you for that how did i do this before mm-hmm. you came into my life that's uh, that's a beautiful and timeless sentiment bonnie Raitt, thank you sometimes when you're sleeping i wonder if it's true Yeah, the Bonnie Raitt debut album is fantastic. That is a great album. Really good record. She had a real great feel for blues, jazz, R&B, soul. I mean, she's one of the great song interpreters of all time. Well, clearly one of those albums where she'd been living her life uh, waiting for the minute when she got to put it all down on tape. Yeah, sure. Speaking of great singers and interpreters, uh, as well as interpreting her many own great songs, Lucinda Williams. 
uh, has a song called Stowaway in Your Heart from the Down Where the Spirit Meets the Bone record in 2014. Lucinda's been on a roll. I'd say the last decade and a half, one great album after another. You're right. Uh, she had a long stretches between albums before then, but I think she's figured it out. She's figured out how to get comfortable in the recording studio and get down what she does best. Even her love songs are unconventional. This is a song where she's talking about love as, you know, being a stowaway. Okay, what, what does that mean exactly? You're sort of hiding away from the rest of the world, mm. you know? And in her, in her conception of love in this song, she's talking about the whole idea that love is is like a is like being a stowaway. It's a place where you can be yourself, where you can be secure, where you can feel shelter from the storm. To uh, quote, you know, Bob Dylan, uh, one of her favorites. That is a powerful sentiment too, and I think she's feeling gratitude towards the person who can provide that, who can make her feel that way. Um, it's to me, it speaks to a relationship that is not brand new. It is a relationship that has been long lasting. It's the, it's a, it's the relationship that a married couple has over, over the years, as Lucinda has now uh, been, been married for a number of years. And I think uh, it's coming from that place. Stowaway in Your Heart by Lucinda Williams on Sound of Peace. Thank you for giving me a place to keep my love. I don't need anything special, none of that stuff. I'm a story in your heart, and that's enough. Thank you for giving me a place to keep my love. That is Stowaway in Your Heart from Lucinda Williams. A little bit of gratitude on sound opinions. When we come back, more of our favorite songs about giving thanks. That's coming up on Sound Opinions. And that's the prize. Sound Opinions is sponsored by Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success. Skip the grocery store, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options. Factor now offers additional options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on the schedule. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. So if you want to try Factor and make your life easier, here's what you need to do. Head to factormeals.com soundops50 and use code soundops50 to get 50% off. That's code soundops50 at factormeals.com soundops50 to get 50% off. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island's been brewing beers in the spirit of Chicago. You can find IPAs, Lemonade, Shandy, and limited releases in-store or at one of Goose's venues in Chicago. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And we are back. This week, we're sharing songs about giving thanks just in time for Thanksgiving. Greg, I think if you put these songs on a playlist together with uh, those we chose on episode 626 back in 2017, uh, that'll get you through the dinner. No mm -hmm. problem. Yeah. All the way to the pumpkin pie. <laughs> 
Uh, we got a few more picks to share. This is where I go off the deep end and open myself to being mocked by you, I think. <laughs> um, you know, look, I did Led Zeppelin. I did I did Sly and the Family Stone. Thanks for letting me be myself back in 2017, right? So I'm looking for songs about thanks, and, and I'm digging deep, and I'm finding them, uh, and I'm saying, do I really want to play Fallout Boy on my radio show? And yes, I will play Fallout Boy. Now, there are many things about the eyeliner-wearing Pete Wentz that became very, 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 very silly, right? But I first met Fallout Boy down in South by Southwest when they had driven in a van all the way from Chicago. They were still playing here Fireside Bowl, you know, unloading the van themselves. And I really like them. And even when they got, you know, filling the arenas and, and uh, having big hits and being silly, whenever I wrote about Fall Out Boy, I got the sweetest hmm. notes from uh, their, their parents. <laughs> I'd always get these emails. You know, thank you for writing about my boy Pete. Thanks for writing about Patrick again, Jim. You know, it's always a treat to see them in the Sun Times, right? And I didn't always praise what they were doing, but there were things that I liked uh, about those big uh, pop punk. I'm on thin ice even using that term to describe them with their production value. I, I did like their their pop punk hooks. I did like uh, Mr. Wentz's uh, over-the-top, super pretentious lyrical ways, <laughs> right? I'm going to play Thanks for the Memories, of course, right? Now, that is spelled T-H-N-K-S F-R-T-H-M-M-R. They took out all the vowels, right? And what was that a response to? Of course, Fallout Boy was infamous for having these super, super long song titles and album titles. And the record company at one point says to uh, uh, Pete, uh, can you make them a little shorter, right? It's going to be a little more friendly for radio. So Pete's answer to that was writing Thanks for the Memories and taking out all the vowels from the title. <laughs> He had a sense of humor, uh, and Patrick Stump had a great, great voice. Um, this song is one of those sarcastic thank yous. I'm going to make you bend and break it. Um, it's about somebody who broke his heart, right? And um, I think is saying to him, uh, you know, he tastes like you, only sweeter. Because the object of his affections has moved on, right, to something better. And his response, uh, thanks for the memories, right? Mm. But you can take out the nastiness and make it uh, <laughs> still a good a good song to play with your cranberry sauce. Uh, and I will add that all my young students just think Fall Out Boy's the greatest. I think it's a generational thing. <laughs> I always liked them, but I always laughed at them. Fall Out Boy on Sound Opinion. The other thing I forgot to mention, Greg, thanks for the memories by Fallout Boy, is produced by Babyface, one of two songs on that album where, I mean, they were always trying to color outside the lines. Well, yeah, got to give them credit for that. I will say I'd like the Patrick Stump solo record. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, you always laughed at my Fallout Boy affection. Yes, and I still but. am, Jim. 
just, I, in case you just in case you're wondering. Come on, give it to me. I'll thank you for giving me Fallout Boy grief. It I gets get, worse as my picks go on. It's going to get worse. All right. I'm bracing for that. I, uh, I, I want to play a Chicago artist as well. Uh, Chance the Rapper. Yes. With, with a track called Blessings from his coloring book LP in 2016. Uh, talk about boatloads of Grammys. That was uh, a, a big winner the following his year. His big breakthrough. And, uh, he, you know... As with many Chicago hip-hop artists in recent years, gospel underpinning a lot of what Chance does on this record. Mm -hmm. And I think on multiple levels, not just the content of the lyrics, but also in the spirit of the record about community. The church, gospel, the church community, the African-American community is about togetherness, about bringing more people into the fold. The idea that uh, Chance is sharing uh, a lot of these recordings with his friends in the band, The Social Experiment, with his friends on the Chicago scene, like Jamila Woods, who has a, a major vocal part on this record. Mm. Uh, that's the spirit of this record. And the whole idea, he would end many of his concerts with the sentiment, are you ready for your blessings? You know, and people would say, you know, pe people look askance at uh, religion, uh, Christianity, when it's invoked. Uh, in pop songs, I think Chance does it in a way that's universal, that's beyond, uh, you know, tokenism to a, a specific religion. It's about a broader sense of uh, good things happen to you when you least expect them. Mm. You know, like this, it's not going to be like on a schedule where you can predict when it'll happen. Yeah. Live your life in service to others. Good things will happen. That's essentially the, the sentiment in the song. I think, I think that's something. To, those are words to live by. Love your neighbor. You know, mm -hmm. uh, two artists, Chicago artists, who I deeply, deeply respect from that standpoint. Chance the Rapper and Jamila Woods on blessings on Sound Opinions. It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. I don't make songs for free, I make them for freedom Don't believe in kings, believe in the kingdom Chisel me into stone, prayer whistle me into song air Dying laughing with Krillin saying something about blonde hair Jesus, black life ain't matter I know I talked to that is Chance the Rapper with blessings on sound opinions. Jim, you said you are going to go deeper into the... Uh you know, we're is this kind of guilty pleasure territory here? Is that what we're talking say, about? Guilty pleasure. Okay. Yeah, All we're, right. we're trying clear. to recover from our yeah. Catholic upbringings and not be <laughs> guilty about any pleasure. Right. Um, you and I both have a soft spot for 70s AM pop radio, right? I always love the picture of uh, young <laughs> Mr. Cott with the big afro uh, in bed with the AM radio, right? Uh, and I did too. I mean, you know, that was our introduction to music. And, and uh, you know, pop music... It, it, on mainstream radio was very was very adventurous in in terms mm -hmm. of spanning genres in the 70s um this is not necessarily one of those genre spanning great songs andrew gold thank you for being a friend all right who was this guy third tier la singer songwriter in the era of like linda ronstadt james taylor right mm -hmm. uh probably best known in some ways for writing a couple uh, of linda ronstadt's songs early on there was that whole scene right of granola eaten long-haired uh, wannabe hipsters in, in laurel canyon right um he's one of them he had four albums uh, from the mid-70s to 1980 none of them did much greg so he found another career writing music 
music for TV shows. Thank You for Being a Friend is re-recorded uh, and becomes the theme song for Golden Girls. There are many people that love mm. that sitcom, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for campy reasons, I shall never understand. I never liked that sitcom, right? Um, he also wrote, did you know this? The uh, theme song for Mad About You, another sitcom I, I could have cared less about, and, and many <laughs> other. Uh, but I don't know. I went to this song uh, because I was thinking of, what was that song from 70s AM pop I used to hear all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, uh, thank you for being a friend. I say that to you with all sincerity, Greg Cott. Thank you for being a friend. Um, and I'm sorry I'm going to play Andrew Gold <laughs> <Yeah>. on Sound <laughs> Opinions. <laughs> Andrew Gold, thank you for being a friend. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, the Golden Girls did have Betty White in it, though, didn't it? Oh, Betty White's She's really cool. cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to, like, raise our game here a little bit. I'm going to go to a Ray Davis, Davies, Davis song. Uh, by the way, Ray Davies, that's the way most people pronounce it. We had Ray himself on the show. Tell Ray, us. It's yes. Ray Davis, in case anybody's going to complain. So I want to say thank you to every single listener who writes in and tells us we are pronouncing his name <laughs> wrong, no matter whether we say Davies or Davis. Right, right. When we have said Davis, we hear from people, what are you guys, stupid? Yeah, his right. name is Davies. No, what, yeah. no I, I will go always with the person who tells me how to pronounce exactly. his, her, or their name. But that's not good enough for some We people. have to thank Ray for that. Thank and you, Ray. We, uh, thank you. And we also have to respect the fact that that's what he prefers to be called. That's what the name is pronounced. That, that is what, yeah. But he didn't, you know, in all fairness, it took him like 50 years <laughs> to tell the world that. And for that reason, I'll just call him Ray. For the, Ray. For He's just of this Ray. Week. We yeah. love Ray. So Ray wrote this song, Days, uh, that was released as a single in 68. Um, it did end up on a record, and then it got pulled off that record for the U.S. release. And, you know, he did not think that much of the song. And now it has become one of those uh, go-to songs for, for Kinks uh, fans uh, because it's a great song. Uh, and Ray has come around and said, you know what? It, it holds up pretty well. Maybe it wasn't so bad. Uh, and, and essentially it's addressing a breakup, apparently. But it works in a way that could be applied to a million different scenarios it seems like thank you for the days thank those endless days those sacred days you gave me so there's a parting going on here somebody's saying goodbye to someone else is it a song of appreciation about someone who's gone someone who had an impact on the on the narrator's life and has since moved on uh you know a relationship is it an appreciation for a former lover or friend or is it some beloved family member who died eulogizing them at their mm. funeral so it has multiple applications, but it, it is, a, in fact, a, a looking back with fondness on a certain period in your life that this person brought you joy. Uh, Days by the Kinks on Sound Opinions. I bless the light, I bless the light that lights on you, believe me. And though you're gone, you're with me every single day, believe me. 
Days by the Kinks on Sound Opinions. Jim, you've got one more, right? I do have one more. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, this is not a bad song. It was ruined uh, by a subsequent sample, I think, to some degree. I'm going to play Thank You by Dido. All right. One of the rewarding things of, uh, of digging back deep into an artist uh, that you, you know, came and went and you basically forgot about. I did not know this. And this is a rather gratuitous mention, but I have to come up with it. I think after Brian Peter George St. John Baptiste de La Salle Eno, that's Brian Eno's full mm. name, that the longest name in pop music history belongs to Florian Cloud de Bonneville O'Malley Armstrong, a.k.a. Dido. No, okay. <laughs> You can see why you would want to... Um, really short name, Eno or Dido, if that was your full name. Um, I had not thought about Dido uh, since uh, the 90s, and Thank You was a huge hit. And uh, I was playing it this morning, and my wife says, why are you playing Dido, first of all? And then she says, wow, it's so good to hear this again. All right, so maybe it's not irredeemable. I think that when Eminem sampled it for Stan, one of his most misogynistic, homicidal fantasy songs, uh, it, it kind of ruined not, it. It's, it's not me. really misogynistic, though. Uh, well, Stan, Stan, kind of, Stan wants to I kind of like him. Stan. You like well, yeah, but it's it. Yeah, I think Stan's it's a, the one of his better fan songs. And gave, yeah, it gives us pop culture reference stands when you're a Stan of someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I I don't know. It was everything around Stan was was tainted for me by the misogyny of him constantly wanting to kill his wife, ex-wife Kim, in song. Yes, in song. He never did it. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. I I couldn't forgive Dido for letting Eminem sample it, right? <laughs> or then, you know, then he plays it. Uh, I think it was at the Grammys with uh, Elton John singing that part. I was like, oh, whatever. Uh, but you know what? This is not a bad little song. Worked, worked for me. I don't know. I liked it in both versions. You know. liked it. In you, both versions. You liked it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like it sampled in Stan. I liked her original version of it. I thought know, it was great. I, I think the way it starts, her tea's getting cold. She's wondering why she gets out of bed at all, you you know, it's it's and then, you know, there's this ray of sunshine. I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for giving me the best day of my life, as Dido says. Uh, so thank you, Dido. And this is Thank You by Dido. Dido, thank you. When's the last time you thought about Dido, Greg? Uh, where is Dido today? Today, today I thought about today. Dido, thanks to you. Um, I'm, and I'm now sorry I, about it's, that. it's okay. I'm, I'm good with it. I, I'm actually going to go home and play Stan now. I was really trying That's to figure really out you know, what happened to Dido's career, and uh, I was coming up pretty empty. She's been not doing much for a long time now. That's true. Well, that's kind of the one-hit wonder, right? But she's had multiple albums, right? Yeah, she had a couple albums, right. yeah. I uh, wanted to end on a note where I, I talk about 
a love of bands. Thank you to the bands for being a band. Thanks for being a band, man. You never said that to anybody at the end of a show? I'm pretty sure when I was about 18, I said that to about 17 bands. The the line (laughs) I always loved along those lines was the Del Fuegos would put on the cover of every one of their albums. Good luck to all bands. We're all in this together. Exactly right. Right. Just for being a band and getting up there and playing. You got up there and you played, man. Yeah. (laughs) This song, the Descendants are both poking fun at that idea and they're also embracing it. And I think there's an element of sincerity in the way singer Milo Ackerman uh, delivers the lyrics that were written, in fact, by the bassist in the band, Carl Alvarez. Mm. Carl never, you know, never spilled the beans on which band he was talking about in this particular song. So it could be any band. It could. It's your favorite band. You know, our band could be your life, as the Minuteman once said. And that's what this song embodies. I don't think there's been a better song, a better love song, gratitude song written about a band than this particular one and it can as i said it could apply to anybody thank you for playing the way you play did you know you're why i go and waste my time at a rock and roll show (laughs) the greatest poetry (laughs) you let me know i'm not alone that's the line that always gets me you let me know i'm not alone i think a lot of a lot of people go to shows and they realize you know there's other people out here that are into the same thing I am. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like freaks like me. Things are worth going on, right? The Descendants with Thank You on Sound of Hymns. Descendants, amazing pop punk band, uh, many, many decades of service in, uh, to us with their songwriting, and that is one of the best. Thank you on Sound Opinions. When we come back, we'll hear some final selections from our production staff on Sound Opinions. And we're back. We've shared some of our picks for tracks expressing gratitude in honor of Thanksgiving, and now we'll hear from our production staff. Let's start with producer Alex Claiborne. Alex, what have you got for us? Hey, guys. Uh, So the song I wanted to play today is maybe an obvious one, but the first two times that we've done iterations of this episode, we did not do it. So I felt like it was a good opportunity to do the song Thank You, and that's the letter U by Alanis Morissette. And it's a very 90s song. Um, It came out in 1998 on her second album, And what I liked about this song in terms of giving thanks is that it's taking a moment to pause and give thanks to the things that are obstacles in our life. And I think it's really easy to be thankful for things when they're going well. And when things challenge us, it definitely is (laughs) more difficult to do so. So It's it's the Nietzschean concept, Alex, (laughs) of that which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Exactly. And... She mentions throughout the song processing grief and letting things go and being thankful for uh, some of the different challenges, the places she's gone, the things that she's gone through. And, you know, I've always loved the line, the moment I let go of it was the moment I got more than I could handle. The moment I jumped off of it was the moment I touched down. I just find that to be so delightful. And 
I've always enjoyed singers, even if I'm not the biggest fan of the catalog, who you hear their voice, you hear them sing two words and you know who it is. And I think Alanis Morissette is one of those singers and she brings a certain amount of angst and a certain amount of catharsis to a lot of her music. Definitely been an Alanis uh, resurgence in recent years. Right. They had the, I think it was a Broadway musical of Jagged yeah. Little Pill. And yeah, I just find this song to be very cleansing and a nice kind of page turn into the season of acknowledging things that maybe we didn't love that happened, but that ultimately, uh, you know, helped us grow stronger and, and be who we are. So. All right. Good one, Alex. All right. Let's dive in. Alanis Morissette, thank you. is thank you from Alanis Morissette showing some uh, hippie vibes there if I may say so you know in the 90s uh, kind of uh, yeah hippie hippie-ish sentiment you know yeah uh, that's from Alex so let's go to Max Hatlam for his pick Max what do you got for us hey guys I've got do you realize by the flaming lips so speaking of more philosophy yeah. Max yeah existentialism right. in the form of a three-minute pop song right yeah who does it better um, so I was kind of struggling to come up with a Thanksgiving or a song about giving thanks, but I'd also been getting back into the soft bulletin lately. Mm -hmm. And so then I was thinking, well, yeah, maybe do you realize I can, I think I can make a case for that song. Um, isn't it, well, but isn't this on Yoshimi? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that it just came to mind because I was thinking about okay. the band in general. Yeah. I remember that Flaming Lips yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we do remember them. We yeah, do remember them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, this song is kind of about being thankful for the time you have being alive on a very deep level. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, I don't know, it's put so simply in the song. It's just so matter of fact. Um, when he says, you realize that life goes fast, it's hard to make the good things last. I mean... I think that just says it all right there. Inspired by the, the death of his father, Wayne Coyne's okay, father. Okay, yeah. And he was uh, thinking about, uh, uh, tell people you love, uh, that you love them mm -hmm. now, before it's too late. Right, right. Yeah, it's a very humbling song in that way. Which, um, And I think that Wayne, he has such an endearing voice, and the lyrics are always, like you said, kind of this mix of like philosophy and just fun like goofiness silliness mm -hmm. sometimes so i mean all of that packaged together it just really hits home for me uh it took me a while to come around to this song this was probably like the first flaming lips song that i heard because it was like all over i, I remember there was this ad that would play on mtv and mm -hmm. all you would hear is that that chorus is do you realize i was like yeah. uh so once I actually like started listening to their records, I was like, okay, yeah, this band is pretty great. It's more than just that hook. Max, they get better 
backwards from Yoshimi. And since Yoshimi, they have been uh, just a heartbreaking disappointment to me. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, says the guy who wrote the book uh, after Yoshimi. But <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know, Greg. You know, it seems like we write books about bands, and then they begin to either bore us or break Car- our hearts. Career killers. Well, yeah. and, and in fact, that they, they did do pretty well. So, you know, they were more successful than ever, right, playing bigger shows. But, uh, yeah, I think the albums uh, suffered a little bit. All right, that's a good pick. That's an immortal song, uh, Max. So let's dive in. Flaming Lips, Do You Realize? Do Do you realize from the Flaming Lips? Yeah, that song gets me every time. I it's like a great, it. I great love, song. I love that song. You know, and I don't know what's become of them since. Wayne got too happy with yeah. himself. Good pick, Max. Let's go to Soul Delgadillo for her pick. Soul, what do you got? The song I chose was Thank You, New Jersey by a band called Origami Angel. Um, Origami Angel has been around since 2017, and they're from Washington, D.C., and the band consists of two guys, Ryland, who plays guitar and sings, and Pat, who plays the drums. A lot of their music, especially recently, I feel as though has brought something different to the pop-punk genre, which is oftentimes a genre that, you know, feels tired and overdone and you feel like you've kind of heard it all. Some of their influence or artists that they've been compared to are Bare Naked Ladies, Prince Daddy and the Hyena, and Weezer, which, honorable mention, Thank God for Girls, also a great thanks song. Um, and I chose this song just because it's fun, and like I said, it's something different um, that can be described as pop punk, indie rock, easy core, that kind of thing. And also, shout out New Jersey for giving us Jim Goddess. So, yeah. <laughs> Here is... Thank you, New Jersey, by Origami Angel. Hope you like it. Thank you, New Jersey. Soul, always with something out of uh, left field. I can say thank you, New Jersey, myself. Mm-hmm, thank yeah. you, New Jersey, for letting me escape. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like the boss, yeah. I was born to run from New Jersey. All right, one more pick from uh, the great Andrew Gill. Andrew, what do you got? What's up, guys? Um, well, you know, there, this is a song that I have loved ever since. I, I mean, it's been covered so many times that uh, getting to the original is a feat, but it's the song Be Thankful for What You Got. Mm, love uh, it. Great you know, I, the first version I heard was Yola Tingo's. There's a version uh, by Massive Attack that I've heard a bunch. Um, but of course, the original is by a guy named William Devon, mm-hmm. um, who was, you know, kind of a similar figure as like 
a uh, Bill Withers, except it didn't, you know, quite reach those heights of fame. You he's, know? he's uh he's been mistaken for Curtis Mayfield too. There's some similarities. He, there he definitely style, took a you know? took a ton of influence from Curtis Mayfield. I meant uh, Bill Withers in that he was like a had a steady career that was outside of music mm-hmm. and just kind of had this song that like took off, and it was a huge hit. You know, 1974 number one hit and. He was from D.C., uh, Devon, and um, went to Philly to record it and wound up kind of in with that Gamblin' Huff group uh, mm. uh, backing him. Mm-hmm. But the version that I want to play is actually not William Devon's version. It's not Massive Attacks. It's not Yellow Tingos. Mm. It's by a group called The Intruders, who uh, were were also part of that Gamblin' Huff Philly soul scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, our former producer, Ayana Contreras, told me about this version. Uh, so I have to give her credit. But it is just the most like disco fied almost. I don't know. It's just like popping in a different way than any other cover of this song. Um, I don't know if you guys did you guys get to listen to this version? No, did no, I'm, I'm really familiar with it. I mean, it, it you is. You are. Different. OK. What, I, I what can you Devon tell me about version, it? <laughs> but uh, they did a great job and gamble enough, you know. You can't ask yeah. the producers nope. in that. Yeah, it's wild. So, yeah, let's just hear some of it. Though you may not drive a great big Cadillac <laughs> Thanks to white walls TV antennas in the back Good pick, Andrew, the Intruders version of Be Thankful for What You Got. Mr. Cott, we, of course, are most grateful for our production staff, all of them mm-hmm. who keep this show. You know, we just show up and do what we do. We just <laughs> yak. They make us sound halfway intelligent, but only halfway. Uh, that wraps up our favorite songs about giving thanks. But as always, we want to hear from you. Have you got a great song about giving thanks? Leave us a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org, and tell us why. Mr. Cott, what is on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we're going to discuss the deep legacy of Sly and the Family Stone on the occasion of a, a something that I thought would never we'd never see. Yeah. Sly Stone's memoir has been published. Can you I, I thought no, I are we ever going to hear from Sly ever happen. again and here he comes with a memoir with a book. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the legacy of the band. And don't forget to check out our bonus podcast feed wherever you get your podcast. The views, thoughts and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks as always to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne and our associate producer Sol Delgadillo. Our Columbia College intern is Max Hatlam, and our social media consultant is Katie Cott. 